This is... 12. Uh, the, what? I got a 12. You win! You won! Good Can, night, everybody! Yeah, thank you. So, uh, in writing this adventure, uh, I came to the realization that this is our last live show of 2018. And it is for that reason that I decided it's Candle Nights. It is Candle Nights Eve, the night before the world's most inscrutable and modular wintertime holiday. Probably. As everyone knows, Candle Nights can shift and transform, expand and shrink of its own volition, making pinning down its beginning and end a tricky process. By your best guess, it is Candle Nights Eve. The three of you are attending a Candle Nights party aboard the floating headquarters of the Bureau of Benevolence, the humanitarian organization headed up by your former director, Lucretia. The entire surface of the HQ has been transformed into a festive wintry scene with floating enchanted candles hanging above a yard of long, food-filled tables and great vats of warm, potent ciders. That's the most D&D-ass shit I have ever written. <laughs> As you look around the yard, you see familiar faces here and there. Carrie and Killian are entertaining some of the party's younger guests with their... With their flips and stunts, Lucretia sits at the head of one of the tables, regaling her guests with stories from... Spoilers. With stories from your interplanar journey. <laughs> your, eyes, your eyes meet those of Angus MacDonald, who's in the midst... That motherfucker is more popular than the three of us put together. <laughs> who's in the midst of a noticeable growth spurt as he progresses through his early teen years. <laughs> gross. He's allowed, to, he's allowed to grow. I don't want him to get any bigger. Uh, he's a teen detective isn't nearly as fun. That's fine. I don't know. You guys suck. That's the answer. <laughs> uh, he sees you and waves enthusiastically. And, of course, the Bureau's newest employee steps into your line of sight, inches in front of the three of you, gesticulating enthusiastically. He says, Gentlemen. Yes! Gentlemen, good evening. Dracula. It is Dracula. I hope you listened to the last live show because that shit's canon. Yeah. Long story short, if you skipped it, they're friends with Dracula now. <laughs> Do you all have big plans for the coming festivities? Yes. Do we, GM? Why do you do that? Yeah, I, I, I can't wait for the, the present opening. And the, the cookie toss. That's very crass of you. No, I, I look forward to giving my presents to other people. My mistake. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm creating a, a new recipe for great vegan cookies that I'll then cast a spell on to make them taste good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go candlelight caroling. Mm. Want to hear one? Absolutely not. Hey, Dad, watch how you're sitting. You're in a kilt. I am. I'm being very... My Maybe keep it together. My spondule is protecting me. Aren't your, uh, aren't your legs cold wearing that up here? It's a, bit, it's a bit chilly. And I must say, I know I'm reformed, but those calves look delicious. <laughs> it's actually very liberating. It, it's very freeing. Do not commit a crime on this stage, Clint. This is actually Griffin saying it. Keep it under the table. That makes uh, sense, because that was Dad answering. Yes, so good. Um, <laughs> While I have you, I can now reveal. I got the three of you for the Bureau's Secret Santa gift exchange. Well, and you he, got three for one? <laughs> is that how Secret Santa's work? <laughs> 
You're sort of a package deal at this point. He reaches into the pocket of his duster and pulls out three small packages. As you unwrap them, you find three small, white, uh, square devices. Dracula looks at you and nods. It is the iPod Shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is great. Is this the one with the U2 on it? I deleted that immediately. Thank you. You did great. Now I can can lose my Zoom now. It's like you've you've preloaded it with the complete works of Franz Ferdinand. Fantastic. (laughs) Some of my favorite jams are on there. I believe you could call them the music of the night. (laughs) (laughs) Warm tidings to you and yours. And he uh, like scrunches his face up and pulls his arms in tight. And he stands there for a few seconds and then sort of stands up and says... Sorry, I was trying to transform into a cloud of bats. I, uh, used, I used to be able to do that. Um, still learning how to make a, a polite exit. Uh, excuse me. And That's the hardest thing of all to do. And he walks away. And soon after, Lucretia waves the three of you over to her table. Uh, and, and Lucretia says, are you all having a good time? Yeah, uh, I, I actually got you a gift, Lucretia. Oh, that's... Uh, I know, I know. It's, it's the thought that counts. It's an iPod shuffle. <laughs> uh... I don't know what this strange technology is, but um, I assume... But I do? What is this world? <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you a gift, too, Lucrezia. I sold my wood carving tools to get you this staff polish. <laughs> oh, this will come in handy. Thank you. Ah, oh, no. I sold my axe to buy you a hunk of wood. It's a three-way? It's a three-way. It's a rock, paper, scissors gift of the Magi. (laughs) This is unprecedented. Uh, She smiles and says, well, uh, thank you. I I appreciate it. She looks kind of confused. And then she looks uh, kind of wistful. She looks over at Angus and says, wow, look at Angus. He's he's really growing up before our eyes, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I hate it. (laughs) You know, he's he's still a kid at heart, though. He He keeps talking about how he's so excited about this Jeff Angel toy, the um, the wrestler. I think the what? We're familiar. He was talking about the toy all night, the the Turbo Jeff action doll. And you see Angus like talking to some people at his table, like flapping his arms up and down as if to intimate the action of the Turbo Jeff action doll. And Lucretia turns back to you and says, "So, um, where where is it? You all got him for Secret Santa, and he made his only Candle Knight's wish explicitly clear multiple times. You did get the Turbo Jeff action doll, right? Y- yes! This is, uh, yeah, we... Wrapped it. Wrapping it. We're wrapping it. We wrapped it. We're wrapping it. She just got a 24 insight check. No, you did not. No, you did not. Boys, boys, this is, this is bad. Even, even for you, Angus was was really looking forward to that Turbo Jeff. Mm. Well, you know, learning about disappointment is part of growing up. (laughs) So true, so true. She says, listen, I I can keep the party going for a couple more hours and buy you some time. Just run down, planet side, hit up the fantasy Costco, grab a Turbo Jeff, and get back up here, and get back up here pronto. Fine, fine. Can we have some money? Do you have money? I... That's do, wait, a great do we g- have money? 
probably pretty famous, and I have a school for dogs or whatever. Probably a great sum of money at this point. Okay, I've been selling a lot of sit boys, so sure. I think we're doing pretty good. Uh, one nostalgic cannon blast later, the three of you drift slowly to a halt into the Riverside District of Neverwinter. It's fairly late, and most of the citizens of the city are back at home enjoying the holiday with loved ones by the hearth. The only activity you see, which you observed as you came in for a landing, is the throng of people surrounding the entrance to the fantasy Costco. Ugh. Hundreds of humans, elves, orcs, dwarves, and countless other beings are mobbing the closed front doors of the store from a distance. You see a harried Garfield the Deals warlock floating just above the entrance. We're gonna have to fight our way through. Shouting something you're too far away to hear. Uh, as you approach the crowd, you hear some conversations in your immediate vicinity. So they uh, said they had Turbo Jeffs here, right? Man, I hope they've got Turbo Jeffs. I've looked everywhere. This is the only place with Turbo Jeffs. And then you hear a familiar voice uh, uh, getting closer to you saying, Where are the Turbo Jeffs? And sticking a good two feet out of the crowd, Clark the Bugbear is approaching. (laughs) Clark, are you into Turbo Jeff? Uh, Clark sees you and he goes, boys! And he scoops you all up in a big bear hug. Hug bear. Uh, Take five points of crushing damage. Oh, no! Ah. Hold on, we should do a constitution check or something. No, I caught you unawares with that one. Uh, But I'm a big beefy boy. He says, dang, sorry. Uh, Yeah, I'm here looking for a Turbo Jeff goofed up pretty bad. I forgot I promised one to my daughter, Blarg. Your daughter's you name Blarg? <laughs> I have seven kids. Blarg, Marg, Targ, Sharg, Parg, Quark, and Clark Jr. <laughs> you had those written down. I did. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he puts a tiny scroll back in his pocket. <laughs> Listen, I thought it was funny at the time. It was um, not the smartest naming convention. They said they were going to team up and kill me if I didn't get one, so... <laughs> Here I am. And then you hear another voice you recognize uh, who says, Boys! And then you see bounding towards you the uh, former explosives expert and current mayor of refuge, Cassidy. Who says, uh, Oh, what in tarnation are y'all doing here? Don't tell me you're trying to get your hands on a turbo, Jeff. Wait, are you trying to get a turbo, Jeff? Sure, tootin'. So then why would you judge us for trying to get a turbo, Jeff? It wasn't judgment, partner. I was excited to see kinship in your goals with mine. Well, then what? Okay. <laughs> you really quit on that fast. I mean, we only have so much time in the live show for banter. She says, uh, seems like you're going to have a lot of competition, though. I've got a little advantage in case it gets hairy in there. And she reaches into her pocket and pulls out, like, five small sticks of dynamite. And she winks. Don't listen. Don't do that. It seems like a great idea, Cassidy, but that's not how these things are done. Of course not. Okay, I can see the winking. There's no winking. No, Cassidy, please don't. And then you hear another voice say right in front of you, uh, well, uh, it, <laughs> it seems like we're all in the same boat. Uh, and the figure talking to you is a human man in his late 40s. You're, you, you would assume he's balding with a small mustache that curls over the corners of his mouth. He's wearing an argyle sweater over a turtleneck. Some, he's got some functional slacks on. And he extends a hand and says, uh, Sorry for uh, eavesdropping. Gerald Loggins is my name. Uh, trying to snag a Turbo Jeff for my stepson, Timothy. Uh, hey, uh, fuck off. Uh, <laughs> 
Did, we were talking. Did you notice how quiet it got here? Yeah, because no, everybody's going, which arc is this guy from? No one from? knows who the fuck you are, buddy. Uh, yeah, of course, I'll uh, let you get back into it. Uh, Gerald, Gerald Loggins? Yeah, fuck right off. Okay. <laughs> I uh, haven't seen Clark in like eight years. Yep. Well, lovely, lovely candle nights to, to you and yours. Uh, okay, kiss my butt. Okay. All right, maybe if we and see... And happy holidays to all of you. Yeah, maybe if we see each other in there, we could uh, watch, each other's, watch each other's backs. <laughs> all right, have a good night, Gerald Loggins. And he... <laughs> that was cool. a really good, was a really good <laughs> character development. <laughs> Clark, Clark, I like how he said it saves so many times. <laughs> It's, listen, that's the, the how to make friends and influence people. He's say, a your own name, say your own name I'm repeatedly. Travis, right. Travis, everyone. Wait, Travis. that's the opposite, isn't it? Okay. Uh, you see some sparkling lights surround Garfield. Notice his gestures as he casts a spell. Suddenly, a large projection of a mouth appears in the sky, and from it, you hear Garfield's amplified voice. He says, Folks, listen, it is true. We indeed have a small selection of toys from the Turbo Jeff collection. Now, because you are a large crowd, the most sensible thing to do would be to hand out raffle tickets, allowing the winners first pick of our stock. But, <laughs> as I am always in need of blood, bone, and tissue for my dark machinations, <laughs> let's just toss the doors open, Battle Royale style. May the odds be ever in your favor. Magnus. And all the doors open to the store. Magnus rushes in. Uh, there, you are towards the back of the crowd. No, shield in front of me, fucking Barreling through? Baby, yeah. Uh, make an athletics check that you're gonna fucking destroy because you have a billion athletics points. Yeah, it's a 20. A nat 20? I, no, I rolled a 10 plus 10. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. That's how math works. Taco and Merle, you see uh, Magnus uh, push, push towards the crowd. He makes a good, uh, like, half, halfway through the crowd towards the door. He's making good progress. I'm gonna cast Hallucinatory Terrain. What the fuck? Uh, oh, I'm wait. gonna... On the store to Did make it look like it's on fire. I'm going to. I'm going to. I love this. I'm going to roll a wisdom saving throw for everyone. All right. Uh, I got a 13. This is what's great about that roll, and what's so great about sort of the random uh, narrative additions that D and D gives us. About 60% of the crowd just says, "Nope." and peels off. The rest of them are like, it's on fire, but I really gotta get me a turbo, Jeff. <laughs> and plow on through undeterred. Clark and Cassidy are just gone as well. Yeah, you see Gerald Loggins still kind of waiting patiently at the rear of the queue, just sort of stepping behind everybody in turn. Merle cast Blade Barrier around Magnus. What? We can't murder people. What's it say? Hey, it's their choice if they don't... If they run into the barrier, it's their choice. That's yeah. 100% right. It's a vertical wall of whirling razor-sharp blades. <laughs> made of magical energy. And so... Before he Magnus does do a big, like, Andre the Giant, like, everybody move! Got to yeah. <laughs> Oh, do I have to roll one of those things? Uh, I don't think so, Doesn't right? Say like, and you do it great. Uh, okay, I think with that, Magnus, you are able to uh, breach through most of the crowd. There's definitely a few dozen folks who got in ahead of you, uh, but you managed to make it into the store. Can at least one person run into the magical barrier blades? <laughs> Just one, at least. Yeah, I feel like, okay, can I say something? I feel like our, the, the thrill that we'll have if we do eventually get this Turbo Jeff doll 
will be somewhat invalidated by the friends we've killed along the way. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't think we need a loss of life. Uh, and you're a cleric also, no big whoop, but you're also a cleric. I'll just heal him. Would you? Sorry, if, Griffin, go uh, ahead. If I have the spell slots for it. <laughs> uh, Magnus, you find yourself in an aisle titled the Fresh Produce Section. Suddenly, a watermelon falls from above and explodes at your feet. As you look up, you see a large aracocra, which is the bird person race from D&D that we didn't really explore much of, except for Jeff Angel, who is one. It's flying above you. It's not Jeff Angel. He's ripping things off the shelves and launching them at you. What do you do? I'm being attacked? Uh, with fruit. I'm not going to make us roll initiative. You're in a sticky situation. And he's also protected by a blade barrier. I mean, some of the fruit is getting caught up in the blades, but it's more of a vertical uh, from-up-top assault. Oh, how convenient. (laughs) Everything I've got would kill them. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Can I climb the shelf? Yeah, sure. Climb the shelf. All right. Now what? Thank you. Some some dude out there loves shelf climbing. I climb up the shelf, and I jump from top of shelf to top of shelf to get to the Jeff Angel section. Duh, that's not where the Jeff Angel toys are, but you can definitely reach the Aarakocra. Listen, I've got this whole thing mapped out in my mind. Don't okay, you worry about it, I tackle it. All right. As much as you can tackle something that's in the air. Make an athletics check for this whole maneuver. That's a 10 plus 10. That's a 20. Jesus Christ. Why yeah. does he get plus 10 to everything? It doesn't seem fair. Yeah. Uh, he's, well, I he can't, can't do magic. This, and he also can't think. Is... <laughs> That's fair. Real demo. He just tackled a bird, so... <laughs> uh, you grab it. You, you jump for this thing. It tries to dodge out of the way, but you just grab its feet and just, like, slam dunk it into the ground, uh, narrowly missing the blade storm. Uh, and you make it further into the store. Taco, yeah. uh, are you pushing into the store? Is, your, is Taco's contribution to this scene pretty much done? I've done my part. Okay, Merle, are you pushing into the store, or are you leaving it up to old Magnus? I, I don't see what good Merle would do. <laughs> Fantastic. A lot of people opting out of the game. All right, Magnus, we can keep playing with you. Um, How, did he, wait a minute. So he took out the bird. Yep. There's more. We can keep going. It's fine. Uh, Magnus, you make it to the far corner of the fantasy Costco. Find yourself in an aisle called nothing but fruit, leather, jerky, and nuts. <laughs> the aisle is empty, save for Gerald Loggins, who's looking at a, pack, a box of pistachio snack packs. He waves at you and steps into his aisle and says, oh, I never realized that um, nuts had so many calories. And he turns back to the pistachios, reading the ingredients. <laughs> it's mostly pistachios. What do you do? I step carefully around them. You st- he appreciates that, and you go further into the store. <laughs> Taco has now entered the store to see if there's any light uh, looting opportunities. Uh, let's see. There is an aisle. I'm looking through the aisles I have written down. Uh, there's one called an ocean of diapers. Uh, there's one just called bones. <laughs> Are there any adult diapers? <laughs> you could make these work for you. Um, okay. I mean, I'm just asking for a friend. You get some diapers. Taco, you get some bones. <laughs> do you, do you want to try and get the turbo, Jeff, now, too, or is it still on Magnus's shoulders? No, no, no. He's, he's distracting Big Bird. I'm going to go get the turbo, Jeff. All right. Uh, Taco, you are sprinting through the ocean of diapers aisle. When you see Clark... I didn't, say, I didn't say sprinting. You are traipsing down the ocean of diapers aisle. 
You see Clark in an adjacent aisle through the products on the shelves separating you. He notices you too and begins to shoulder charge through the shelves into uh, you to knock them over. What do you do? I cast Charm Person on Clark. Do you really think that would ever work? Uh, that is an 18. Uh, no, Dad, it wouldn't. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently, no. Apparently, it wouldn't work. What's your spellcasting thing? 16. Oh, no, it's higher than that. There's no way it's 16. All right, Dad. <laughs> Jesus. All right, he tackles the uh, thing, uh, and it falls over on you. Uh, it's not a bad crushing, but take 14 points of damage. And almost as soon as it happens, Clark, like, stops and says, well, well... Well, okay. And he starts to pick the, uh, the aisle back, the, uh, the shelves back okay, up Clark, off you. Yeah, I, bad, got a, I got a little in my... Okay, bad news. Yeah. That was extremely rude. Yeah. <laughs> Good news, I now have 69 hit points. So. Good night, everybody. You take the good, you take the bad. Uh, it's Merle, the facts of life. Merle, you doing anything? Yeah, I'm going to cast uh, Heal on Taco. Okay, you stop off in the... the but wait a minute, no. Then he's not 69 I anymore. Will, I will cast permadeath spells on you all day long if you heal me above 69 hit points. Fair enough. Do you want to uh, aid in the Turbo Jeff uh, acquisition? Yes. Okay, uh, then you find yourself in an aisle labeled literally air and find empty shelves with price tags denoting the cost of the air circulating around them. As you stop to observe this incredibly crass business practice, Cassidy breaks off in a sprint past you. She looks at you over her shoulder and throws two of her small sticks of dynamite in your direction. What do you do? Uh, Merle casts control weather. Love that fucking spell. Uh, I don't, I, in the store? No, we can't fight control weather anymore. It ends up being a 20 minute whole thing. You're controlling the weather. <laughs> and it blows the sticks of dynamite out. It blows out the fuses. That's okay. Uh, roll a d20. Big one? Don't do this. Big one? I made him buy extra large dice so he could read them. It's true. Today at Toy, Toy Joy. Joy. That's an 11 plus... Nothing. Uh, okay, with an 11... Uh, Let's Wait, use why is it plus nothing? Uh, it's just because I made this roll up in my head because we're playing Calvin Ball now. Uh, with an 11, we're going to do Monster of the Week rules. It's a mixed success. You, uh, you manage to hit the sticks of dynamite with the wind. They go flying back in Cassidy's face uh, and explode at her feet. She's fine. This happens all the time in her profession. She goes flying through the air and uh, lands on the ground and says, Yeah, you... You got me good with that one, hoisted on my own petard. And that's the literal definition. That's how this phrase is supposed to be used. That's, that's what Shakespeare intended. And then she passes out. She's fine, but you blew her up a bit. Magnus, you arrive. That's actually, the three of you reconvene at the toy department where a large, undisturbed display of Turbo Jeff series toys stands in a tall pyramid. Garfield materializes over this display with wide open arms. He says, I knew it would be you. Only Trace Horny Boys possess the cutthroat instincts required to win the day when the chips are down. How many of your uh, competitors did you vanquish during your hunt? Like kill them? Yes. <laughs> I don't think any. How about that? Well, shoot. <laughs> well, the treasure's yours. Enjoy. And he gestures towards the pyramid. 
You do not see the familiar Birdman form of the wrestler Jeff Angel. Rather, contained within every box in the pyramid is an action figure of a thick human man wearing a brown suit, jacket up top, and a diaper down below, holding a briefcase in one hand and extending an intense pointed finger with the other. The you, business, baby. You realize with horror that these toys are from the Turbo Jeff toy line, but sadly are toy versions of Jeff Angel's widely reviled manager, <laughs> Cherub Joe. <laughs> Garfield? <laughs> Garfield, sensing your threatening tone, pipes up. He says, okay, listen, listen, I know. I know. Listen, look at me. I know. Listen, you all didn't hear it from me, but I do know where you can find a real Turbo Jeff action doll. There's this dungeon nearby. Snow? Audience, listen. <laughs> Subterranean keep, lair of a massive, ruthless ogre. At the heart of that keep, you'll find what you desire. Fortunately, I have a map that can show you the way. And because we're old friends, it'll just be 300 gold pieces. Give it to us or we're going to burn down your store. Looks like you already are. And he hands it over. (laughs) Also, can I have the diaper guy? I'm crazy about this. This is hilarious. He hands, you a, he hands you a, a doll of Cherub Joe. Did you guys see this? <laughs> make it do the th- make it, it do the thing. It's the, he, 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 uh, it's good, you pop, right? His, his little wings pop out. Oh, it's hysterical. Oh. You pop the Cherub Joe out of its mint condition packaging and put it in your pocket. The three of you follow Garfield's map into the sewers below Neverwinter, then into an underground water channel leading to a series of subterranean caves. You follow these caverns for what feels like ages, giving you plenty of time to reconsider. We see Tom Hanks as we walk by him. <laughs> Sorry, what? It's from Mazes and Monsters. Are you shitting me with wow. this? It's like five people saw that film, bud. And none of them are here. It gives you plenty of time to wonder whether or not this quest is actually worth it. Just as your resolve begins to waver, you find yourself at the entrance to an underground residence. The cavern you are following is blocked off entirely by a large wooden wall. A set of steps leads up to a door, flanked by torches leading further into the residence. In the distance, you hear the footfalls of a massive creature. You also hear footfalls behind you, belonging to much smaller beings. As you turn to face them, you see Clark the bugbear and Gerald, both looking at their own maps and exploring the caverns. And uh, Clark sighs as he sees you and sort of balls up his map and throws it away. And Gerald actually looks excited as he recognizes the three of you. He says, God oh, uh, hey there, guys. A, f- a fancy meeting uh, uh, of, uh, of all the gin joints, right? How the heck are you? Oh, my, this guy. God damn it. Uh, and Clark says, listen, maybe we should tackle this together. We could figure out who gets the toy after. We'll flip a coin or something. I mean, we definitely aren't giving it to Gerald. Yes. But we can flip a coin. Gerald, you're cool with that? Absolutely. It sounds totally fair to me. <laughs> Gerald, what are you bringing to the party? <laughs> Precisely. Are you like a necromancer? Or? How, many, uh, how many all dimensions have you saved? How many times have you saved all dimensions? Use planar verse. That drives Griffin planar crazy. Planar verse. The planar verse. I, uh, I'm trying to save my stepson Timothy's candle nights. Uh, Christ. How many uh, Listen, planes of existence has he saved? I'm just, uh, none. I'm, it would just, it would build a lot of bridges between me and my, my Timothy. So just trying oh. to. Have you tried just talking to him? <laughs> have you tried being there when he needed you? Yeah, um, yeah, it, it hasn't worked Are so you sure far. you want to build a relationship with him? He sounds like he sucks. He's my no- 
his mom getting along? It's quiet for a minute. What do you do? You're standing in front of the entrance to a subterranean home. What do you do? Should, should we knock? If that's what your character has decided to do in the game Dungeons and Dragons. Magnus knocks. You I, walk up I the would sta- feel better if you patch things up with Gerald first. <laughs> hey, Gerald. Yeah, it's like hanging it over everybody. It was so unnecessary. I feel like you said that because there's an audience. I feel like if there was an audience, yeah, you know what, you Gerald? Have said I that said that because there was an audience, and <laughs> I wouldn't have said it if there wasn't an audience. And I didn't mean about Timothy. I'm sure he's great. It was just a joke that I made, and I made it at your expense and Timothy's expense, and that was uncalled for. And I bet Tim and three. Uh, wrap, wrap uh, it up. Uh, yeah, he's cr- look at the clock. Holy shit! A now. tear falls from his eye. He's like, "We're good now." Okay. 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 What do you do now, man? There's a door. Is there a door? You said a there's wooden a stair- wall. A set of stairs leading up to a porch with a front door. I knock on the door. Roll a dexterity saving throw. All of us or just him? Just him. Nice. Uh, that is a ten. Uh, you start walking up the stairs, uh, and as you do, uh, you realize that they are quite slippery. There's a lot of ice, actually, on these stairs. You slip and fall down the stairs, take nine damage, uh, make another dexterity saving throw. Sure. That is a 16. Uh, as you land on the floor, there's a rumble throughout the cavern, and a stalactite falls from the ceiling. You roll out of the way at the last second as it crashes into the floor. How much damage did I take? Uh, you took nine points of damage from the falling down the stairs. No big deal. What do you do? I still didn't get a chance to knock. Okay. I try again. Roll a dexterity saving throw. Oh God, this is like tin cup. That, uh, the 13. You s- slip and fall down the stairs. It is very... Can I say, Dad said this is like tin cup, and it is very much like tin cup. Thank you, Dad. <laughs> you take... Uh, you take 11 points of damage. You fell harder this time. You were made more tender by the first fall. Uh, the stalactite trap has already been activated. What? Do you do? Wait. <laughs> Wait. Madness. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Take eight points of damage. You fall down the stairs again. You're uh, going to fucking die on these stairs. I run and jump. Okay. Make an, make an acrobatics roll. Ac- oh, acrobatics 13. Don't, don't. In the interest of fucking playing the rest of the game, you jump up the stairs, it's extremely close. What do you do? Knock on the door. There's no answer. Knock harder. I make an attack on the door with a phantom fist. Okay. Are we, are we not playing anymore? I'm, I, let's uh, all listen. 22 this, against the door. I'll watch this all day. Yeah. Uh, it, is a thick, it is a thick ogre door. You pound on it. No results. No answer. Make a dexterity saving throw. Wait, the door dodged my attack? You just didn't knock it down hard enough. I have push with the fan fist. We got to keep going. Okay. Dexterity saving no, throw. We're not going anywhere. No. That's an 11. Uh, you see the mail slot on the door slide open, and a crossbow bolt fires out at you. <laughs> You take 15 piercing damage as one shoots you in the gut. Hey, make a dexterity saving throw. Nope. You slip and fall down the stairs. Take nine points of damage. Anybody else want to try something? I feel like this is going to work. Yeah. 
I just wish I was videoing. I'm, I'm almost blown. Oh, wait, hold on. In hold case on. anyone was wondering. Okay, let me look at you. Okay, I use the hole thrower. <laughs> okay, you use the hole thrower. I'll make you roll for it because it's a, you, you'll be able to make a big enough hole for you to get through. Uh, as you do that, a hole in the door opens up. Behind it, you do see a crossbow set up as a trap. You also see some sort of um, hot cauldron under the doorknob on their side that is making it very hot. It's fucking home alone? Yup! I will also say, the stair ice has been slipped on so much, it melted. <laughs> You're all welcome. My hero. <laughs> what do you all do? Someone else out of the Magnus want to play. I crawl, I crawl through the hole and kick the crossbow over. Make a dexterity save. <laughs> Nine. Plus three. Above the door, a flame cannon activates and shoots your head. You take 20 fire damage and your head's on fire. This would be a good time for some healing. Tough yeah. shit. I tried to heal before and got nothing but grief. Now that you are inside the building and you have a big hole and you all are in the door and you all are uh, there, you can see uh, at the top of the stairs, you're in a foyer uh, where there are some entrances to some other rooms around the first floor. Uh, at the top of the stairs, you see uh, an ogre, a big, big old ogre at the top of the a stairs. A big, who, juicy ogre. Who sees you and uh, smiles as you are caught up in his traps. Uh, through the door, Clark sees Taco's head on fire and says, you know what, I'm, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'll figure something else out. Uh, I might go back to the Costco and get me one of them chair of Joe's and see if maybe that'll pass. I'll catch y'all, catch y'all in the next adventure. And he walks away out of the cave. Bye. Uh, Bye, Clark. G Gerald Loggins carefully pursues the three of you. All right. Merle casts mass healing word. Thank you, Merle. Okay. What's that get everybody? Yeah, everyone you can see within range regains hit points equal to 1d4 plus your spellcasting ability modifier. That's not very much health. <laughs> it's mass. It's not. Okay. That is a three. Yep. Plus. We'll say eight. That's 11 points of damage, everybody heals. Congratulations. Taco's still on fire. Who wants to go next? Wait, eight? I would like to, I would say Magnus has matured over time. Okay. I would like to look at the ogre and say, we've come for the Jeff Angel doll, and I, if you give it to me right now, we won't murder you. Make a, th what's the threat one? Uh, it isn't a threat. It's just a simple but... conversation. <laughs> uh, I think it's intimidation. You uh, gotta nope. be good at that. Nope. Okay. Uh, he, that was a three. He nods his head yes, and the three of you are absolutely convinced that he is telling the truth. <laughs> he begins to gesture uh, into a bedroom on the second floor, gesturing you all to come up the stairs. Taco's head is still on fire. Magnus goes up the stairs. He has no reason not to. Merle beats no, on his head. No, no, no. Magnus, your feet are stuck in tar. <laughs> you have to take your shoes off. I put my ha head out. Okay. Yeah, it's just his hat. You pat your hat furiously, and uh, the fire goes out. Who 
okay, you're gonna pay for that. How? It's my favorite head. Sure. Uh, I cast... <laughs> Levitate. Okay, on me yes to go up the to the second floor without using the stairs you do it and on the way you see so many traps you see so many traps and you go mm good do you tell your friends about all the traps <laughs> hey there's so many traps that you're going to freak out uh, as he says that, you all see immediately some nails on the steps and some paint cans hanging above you. Now that Taco has pointed them out, you're, you can get around them safely. The ogre looks worried, though, and runs off into the bedroom. And now you all have made it to the top of the stairs safely because of Taco's help. What do you do? God, Thank feel, you, Taco. I feel good about myself, I guess. For sure. Okay, so he ran into the bedroom. Guys, I think he wants us to follow him. <laughs> Gerald says... That's a good point. I'll, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> I'll check, the, uh, I'll check the, the, the first floor just to be safe. You all, you all get him. Uh, oh, this is fun. <laughs> you all get him. <laughs> and he heads down into the first floor to look around. What do we do? It's not my turn. Merle? I did that great, <laughs> that great thing where I levitated. Merle casts. Okay. It's a bad start, but. Shh. I already did the weather thing, didn't I? Yeah, you can do it again. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right, then I'll save it. <laughs> okay. did, Alex, um, not to take a turn. No, okay. Uh, Merle walks into the bedroom. Is a 23 beat your AC? Yes. A giant tarantula jumps, <laughs> jumps on top of you and begins biting you furiously. As Taco and Magnus As look Taco on. Watch. Uh, that is 18 points of poison damage. You are bit and you are bit and bit and bit. You're also a dwarf, so half that. You're welcome for me remembering <laughs> that our extremely arcane rule about dwarves. I run over and kick the spider. Okay, do it. <laughs> Roll a d20 with your just attack. Wait, 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 I got it too. <laughs> you, you kick it. You kick the tarantula right in the fang. Take. Uh, take 11 points of poison damage. I hit it with a flaming, raging, poisoning sort of dude. No, it, it, it dies. 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 You cut it in half. It dies. Go, go ahead and roll. Nope. Hold on. Why did you okay, roll? I rolled a one, but I get a reroll on one because I have a. Oh, okay, you're thing. right. The tooth necklace. Uh, so that was a 13 plus. I don't know, like 12 probably. Yeah, you're good. I can't believe you remembered a, a magic item you have. I'm so proud. Yeah. <laughs> Only the one that keeps me from fucking up real bad. Yeah, uh, the spider just it disintegrates. It died. Um, and there you see uh, in this bedroom a candlelight bush. It's a progressive family. They keep the candlelight bush in the child's bedroom. It spoils the surprise, candlelight's morning, but uh, it's, it's convenient for him, I suppose. He looks kind of scared as you all breach. Wait, is the ogre a kid? It's an ogre. It's a big ogre. It's hard to tell. Yeah, it's a kid. And um, he's standing over the candlelight's bush. A single wrapped present is uh, under the bush. And as you all uh, break into the room all together, he looks down he's and he looks... He looks at you scared, uh, and his, his chin starts to wobble a little bit. Um, uh, and then uh, through the windows in his room, you see two giant eyes appear, uh, and you hear a booming voice say, Cause ghoul, 
We are so sorry we forgot you at home during trip to blood pits. <laughs> Can you ever forgive us? And the little ogre just breaks down in tears and jumps out the window to its mommy and daddy. And uh, Is the, the present still there? Uh, no, he picks it up. Fuck. And uh, Travis, why did you say anything? The big ogre says, You there, small ones, thank you for keeping our cause ghouls safe during our absence. How can we repay you? Get the, give us the... Well, we... Absolutely not. That thing was super hard to find. But we can do you one better. Oh, no. I can show you the secret location of the Turbo Jeff factory. <laughs> you go there and find all the Turbo Jeffs you need. Okay. Thank you. He scoops you up, puts them in his pocket, and starts walking away. <laughs> Gerald Loggins approaches and says, oh, you, got, you guys go with the... Yeah, you, you follow Gerald or whatever. All right. And he just starts sprinting, <laughs> trying to keep up with the giant gates of these ogres. You follow the ogres uh, through the fastest route out of the caverns, and uh, they point you in the directions of the Turbo Jeff. The direction, there's just one, of the Turbo Jeff factory. It's a surprisingly short walk. You're there in minutes. Although, it takes considerably longer for Gerald Loggins to catch, his, to catch up. Uh, it is secluded, built into a, a span of a narrow mountain pass. It's a castle-like stone structure reaching up into the sky, lit with industrial fluorescent lights hanging from its roof. Inside, you hear the noise of machinery whirring and clanging. And then you hear Gerald Loggins deeply out of breath behind you as he catches up. And he gives a faint smile. He says... Gonna have some stories from this one, huh? <laughs> yeah, this is easily one of the most exciting things that's ever happened to us. You notice that uh, his, some of his clothes are badly singed, and he's got some speckles of hot tar peppered across his face. Don't which, feel bad for Gerald Loggins. Don't. Which you assume he got from what the... What you uh, don't know, he's been embezzling. <laughs> he says, I sure hope my, uh, my, my sweet Timothy appreciates the... the Tremendous sacrifices I've made tonight, so... Uh, he won't. And he, um... <laughs> Kids! Yeah. <laughs> uh, and like a, like a true gentleman, Gerald steps up, uh, uh, forward and holds the door to the factory open for the three of you. Thanks, Gerald. Um... Honestly, I, I assume we would have taken the break by now, so I'm not sure what to do next. We enter the factory. Have you learned nothing? <laughs> you you, you think the factory is movie trap too? <laughs> the Home Alone segment of the show. Is, uh, that would be great, though. When you all least expect it on an adventure next year, I'm just going to put more Home Alone traps in it. <laughs> You all step foot into a loud, expansive, yet orderly scene. Conveyor belts are collecting different components as they pour from dozens of large molds suspended from the ceiling. The belts converge on a large, uh, a single rotating platform where dozens of thin metal arms grab various appendages and snap them together into a humanoid bird form. From there, they fall into a chute where they're painted, polished, and wrapped neatly in a package. Then they're collected by hooks that pull them upward into a room suspended by a ca in a ca on a catwalk. This isn't like an episode of fucking How It's Made, man. This is good shit. Inside, you see a light flashing rhythmically as each completed doll enters and exits the room. Each time, you see the silhouette of a humanoid figure with his arms raised over his head and hear muffled chanting coming from inside. From there, they drop down one last shoot and land in a neat pattern on a series of pallets. This is it, the epicenter of the Turbo Jeff phenomenon. <laughs> 
Nice. I just, we grab like 20 of them. Yeah, I just walk over and grab as, like, literally as many as I can carry. As you take a step forward from behind the machinery on ground level, you hear someone clear their throat as the four of you take a step forward. I don't know why I put that in there twice. They clap their hands. Speakers lower from long metal rods from the ceiling and begin playing a song. Wait. A single spotlight shines down from the ceiling onto the center of the room. You hear the rapping of talons against the factory's steel floor as a figure approaches the spotlight. Then he steps into view. Two long, powerful wings, bare, rippling chest, sweatbands around each wrist, and of course, jean shorts that end just beyond the knee. Jeff Angel finds his light and flexes to the beat of his theme song. He says... Jeff Angel has got to start locking the door to his factory. (laughs) Or at least booby-trapping it. That's a good idea, too. Tell me the truth. You should always tell the truth to parents, cops, and strangers. (laughs) Are you here for a Turbo Jeff action doll? Yeah. A couple, I think. The room up on the catwalk flashes again. You hear louder chanting. He says, is it for some kids? Just one. (laughs) The others were going to eBay. Are the kids sick? Yeah. No, he has an eye condition. They aren't sick. Even, oh, still good enough. They have astigmatism. That's all Jeff Angel needs to hear. Go nuts. And he gestures towards all of the uh, Jeff Angel Turbo Jeff dolls. There's There's another flash. Jeff Angel's eyes dart nervously to the suspended chamber on the catwalk, then back at you. So, uh, just the one Turbo Jeff each. Maybe you got some cousins you want to ship them off to? Um, <laughs> I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. We take like four or five each. Yeah, I've got some cousins. Yeah, I got a cousin. A uh, couple cousins. Gerald Loggins walks over to the pile and starts picking some up. He's got tears in his eyes. His quest has uh, uh, almost come to an end. You hear another flash. See another flash up in the room on the catwalk and hear even louder, more frantic chanting. I'm going to roll a perception check on the, it's a two. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, hey, Jeff, what's happening up there? <laughs> Merle cast Zone of Truth. Yeah! I got a critical failure. How? Now, tell us your secrets, now, Jeff. Now Griffin has to tell you the truth. <laughs> uh, quality control? Nope. We're doing evil stuff up there. He's like clutching his throat. Ah! Ah! Jeff, why are you doing evil stuff? Listen. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) He flexes. Weird flex, but okay. That's a weird flex, but okay. Listen. You didn't nail it. You didn't uh, nail it. Okay. Griffin will edit yours out. Okay. You come to my factory uninvited. I offer you free merch. I feel like you're just throwing it back in my face. <laughs> Gang. No, it's me, Jeff Angel. Eat your greens. Tell the truth. Call your dad. All that stuff? There's no way I'd be capable of getting into the kind of nefarious business you seem to be accusing me of unless... Unless. And then what happens next happens so fast your eyes can barely process it. Jeff Angel isn't in front of you anymore. He's just on Gerald Loggins. He lifts him into the air with his powerful wings, then flings him over the shoulder and does a backward somersault, diving him into the ground and suplexes Gerald so hard that both of his shoes go flying off. (laughs) 
And Jeff Angel looks at the three of you kneeling over Gerald's crumpled form on the floor and says, unless I'm making one hell of a heel turn. We're gonna go to intermission, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, this is Griffin McElroy, your Dungeon Master, your best friend, and your little holiday sugar plum. Thanks for listening to uh, the live Candle Night special of The Adventure Zone. I've just bitten my tongue very, very badly during lunch, and so it's going to affect my delivery of these, the final ads of 2018 here on The Adventure Zone. But damn it, I'm going to do my best because I'm a radio professional. We have an aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So, right now you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it's me, the internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right, powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis... How did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything. Your products, content you create, or even your time. What? What influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry, Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Chicago! We're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. 
and we're also coming to C2E2, and we're doing live shows, all a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out, and Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2 schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter. In case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that, go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little sailor man pin and 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now back to the show. Uh, that's it for ads. We're going to get back to the rest of the episode here in just a bit. I uh, just wanted to say thank you all so much for supporting the Adventure Zone in 2018. Uh, it's been a fun year, sort of finding our legs with with Amnesty and trying out some other stuff and doing a bunch of live shows. And uh, thank, thank you all for uh, sticking with us along the way. If you don't mind tweeting about the show using the the Zonecast hashtag, that would help us out a whole lot. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go to our new website? It's the themacroy.family or simply macroy.family. It's got a bunch of stuff on there. It's where we're going to announce, you know, shows and put all our news and all of our new episodes and all of our new merch. And it's going to be sort of the destination for all of our shit moving forward. So, again, that's the family. Thanks to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to Maximum Fun. Check out all the great shows there like Stop Podcasting Yourself and the Beef and Dairy Network and so many more at MaximumFun.org. And I think that's it. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Have a wonderful, wonderful holiday candle night season and a great new year. And we will be back in 2019 with new episodes of the Adventure Zone Amnesty. So see you then. Bye. Uh, roll, or did you, what did you all get for the rolls? 14. That 14. 14. I got a 14 as well. Who's got the mm. more, more uh, dexterity? Probably Taco, right? Yep. 19. Yeah! Is this one of those I, swear I didn't to, want to go to win? This, I don't know, dude, but we've been doing live shows actually like pretty consistently this year compared to previous years. It, Merle always fucking goes first. You always crush the initiative roll. It's, it's just, it's fine. It's just weird, isn't it? I guess you get to roll twice. Anyway, this is nothing. Merle, you are up first. Let me uh, set the scene for you, just in case you are meat drunk from all the Lamberts we ate backstage. Jeff Angel is facing down your party menacingly. Behind him, the machinery of this factory is still in operation, forming pieces, putting them together, packaging them, and sending them up to a room on the catwalk where bright lights are periodically flashing before being loaded up for shipment. At your feet is Gerald Loggins, who has just been put directly in the toilet. Uh, What do you do? You had uh, 20 minutes to think about this. But I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, there it is. You can't argue with that, Griffin. It's got you there. I have a hunch. I'm going to heal Gerald Loggins. Yeah. Do it. I'm not, he's not really that good a healer guy. What do I roll? D4. Two yeah. plus my spell he cast, them for ten. Which heals Gerald Loggins back up to max. 
He is a small... You know, a thank you would be nice. Thank you. Uh, Gerald Loggins, I've just decided his D&D class is stepdad. Uh, he says, uh, he like leaps up from the floor. He says, well, I uh, haven't felt this good in, 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 in years. Thanks, Merle. Um, I actually haven't felt this good since uh, uh, Timothy became my stepson. Um, I feel good about um, myself, I guess. So thank you, Merle. It's good to be appreciated for a change. But thank you, Gerald. You, <laughs> you healed him so hard, you like, like healed Gerald's sciatica that's been yeah. bothering him for, for years. Next up is Jeff Angel, uh, who points at Merle and says, Hey, I just finished beating that dude's ass. <laughs> and uh, he runs up to you and does a move that I've written down here as Punch Storm. It's a 21 versus AC, Merle. Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, it hits. He bludgeons you for 22 bludgeoning damage. Um, as a storm of punch... Oh. Well, you actually have disadvantage because I'm standing near Ooh, Merle and I'm a production of fighter. Punch storm! Fif 15 versus AC. Nope. Dad has a 19. I'll speak for him. <laughs> I know how to play the game. Evidence would suggest otherwise. Uh, the... I like to imagine that Jeff just walked over to Pudger and I went, hold on. Hold on. And he, like, oh, he put oh. your shield up and just held it there while blink, 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 blink. A storm, a storm of punches comes out of Jeff Angel's arms. For his second action, uh, Magnus, make a wisdom saving throw. That's a 15. Uh, you have failed. Uh, you see him wave his arm in front of his face and turn invisible. He, when he reappears, he is in the process of choke slamming you to the ground for 18 points of bludgeoning damage. It's fine. Uh, that is the end of his turn. We are moving on to Taco from TV. Um, what, is, what is the, I know there's Jeff, what's like the arrangement of the uh, bad people? There's just Jeff that you can see. Uh, there's a bunch of sort of machinery putting the Turbo Jeff action dolls together. There is a room suspended on a catwalk above you uh, where Jeff Angel, I guess, confessed that bad things are happening up there. Uh, that's sort of in the center of the room, just sort of directly above you. You all sort of have line of sight on it. Other than that, there's no other bad people. Unless um, Gerald Loggins is bad, you haven't really had a long discussion with him to dial into that. He's okay. not bad, though. He's great. I'm, I'm going to... Um, okay. I'm going to uh, make a run at Jeff Angel. And as I'm running at Jeff Angel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tackle Jeff Angel. But as I do, I'm going to pop a piece of Mockingbird gum. Okay. 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 So I'm running at him, pop a piece of Mockingbird gum. I tackle him. Okay. And then I shout into his microphone, guys, he's killing me. Tell him the plan, quick. <laughs> This is, okay, this is like four rolls. So wait, so in your, no, it's not, uh, would I roll to chew, okay, okay, would I roll to chew gum? No. Okay, would I roll to talk? No. Would I roll to walk towards someone? Now be careful. <laughs> you would roll to tackle and to deceive. We'll to fold tackle. It, we'll fold it into one. Okay. You're not going to hurt Jeff Angel with this roll. This is no, the trade-off. But you can roll, roll a, uh, a of course deception. I'm not gonna, 
okay, here's the thing. I had to get close to him. I could have just hugged him. Like, it doesn't matter. I had to get close to him to be able to use his microphone and to make it unclear got you, got you. where the voice is coming from. Make a deception check. You have advantage because of the great gum. Even though in a previous live show, you did say you chew all the pieces of Mockingbird gum. I believe it was the pirate episode. He said that he tucked it behind his sure, ear. Sure, sure. Chronologically speaking, this one actually comes before the <laughs> other one. Except it doesn't because Dracula was in Act One. It's a diff. It's Gary Oldman Dracula, and that was Bela Lugosi. <laughs> it's a third Dracula. It's, it's yet not another the Dracula. Dracula. Fucking fine, whatever. It's Leslie Nielsen's Dracula, dead and loving it. Um, yeah. So I got a seventeen. Uh, yeah, that does it. Uh, with that, uh, the shit. The shutters of the room uh, above you slide open. Uh, inside there, you. Uh, see the process that you kind of uh, figured out through the sort of uh, shadows that you saw every time the light flashed. Dolls are being brought up into this room uh, on the conveyor belt, brought to the center of the room where a figure is casting some sort of spell or enchantment on them before they are dropped down on delivery pallets. Only now with the uh, shutters open, you do see that figure. He is leaning uh, out of the room, sort of looking worried that uh, Jeff Angel is being destroyed. You see uh, a shitty brown suit, uh, you see, just peeking over the top of the window, a little bit of diaper. Uh, you, you see the form of Cherub Joe, the manager of Jeff Angel, who looks down at you and says, Oh, Jeff, you... Oh, I see. This is one of those, uh, one of those ruses, huh? Did you do it? Hey, you, with the hat that's burned up. Did you do a ruse on me? You've had a ruse from the best, my friend. He nods his head. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, uh, it's cliche, but uh, you seen too much. And he flicks his wrists outward. Uh, and just like that, from the delivery pallets, you see fists punching out of plastic. <laughs> All of the Turbo Jeff dolls come to life and uh, begin springing from their packaging. This swarm of Turbo Jeff dolls is uh, animated and now approaching your party. Yes. Next in the order is Magnus. <laughs> well, they've made one mistake, Griffin. Okay. They've brought a thousand Turbo Jeffs to a gunfight. They let Magnus loose in a factory that you described having a bunch of thin metal robot arms. Sure. So I'm just going to go ahead and rip those all up. Sure, those are all sort of suspended on this rotating circular platform in the middle of the room, still putting pieces of new Turbo Jeffs together. Do you need me to roll for that? Yeah, roll a strength saving throw. Let's see, a strength check. There's a 26? Oh, shit. Uh, you get them all, uh, and with that... And the then I hold them out like fans between each, like, finger, so I'm holding basically, let's see, one, two, three... Yeah, you look wild, man. Yeah, like Wolverine, only with robot hands, and then I start just sweeping the, the Jeff dolls, <laughs> knocking them down. Uh, they are... I have them in here as a swarm, so this is just going to be an attack roll. Use, like, your Chance Lance stats uh, against them. Obviously, you are using a bunch of metal arms. So there won't be... Um, that is a 16? That beats their AC. Uh, and I hit them. Yeah, you sure do. Uh, roll... Uh, shit, man. 
2d10 plus your strength modifier. I'll give you that. Okay. I mean, it's a bunch of metal arms. I don't know, y'all. I'm just fucking making it up. Nine. Nine. 18 plus 10, 28. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you clear out uh, a good number of them, like a third of the dolls. You just see arms and legs go flying. And now that you've ripped all the arms off, the conveyor belt has come to a complete stop. Uh, all of the turbo jets that were being put together are sort of halted in the, the middle of their process. And the turbo jets that go down in pieces stay down. Next in the order is Cherub Joe. Uh, Cherub Joe. Hmm. Uh, Merle, make a dexterity saving throw. You, yep. 14 plus... One. No, six. What? 20. Proficiency in okay, it. yeah, with a 20, uh, you see uh, a bunch of objects in the room begin to animate. There's actually uh, like a little dining area for employees, which I guess is just Cherub Joe and Jeff Angel. <laughs> Uh, and the tables and chairs in this dining area begin to animate and walk towards you like uh, the Mickey sorcerer scene from Fantasia, and then they all just fling themselves in your direction, and the two of you see Merle just dodging out of the way, uh, and he is not struck by any of the tables and chairs. (laughs) The next in the order... Wait, wait, wait. I just picture how cool that looks. It looks very cool. Next in the order is the Turbo Jeffs, who have been weakened by Magnus's, uh, let's see, uh, Taco. Let's make a strength contest of it. What do you say? Me versus a tiny action figure? Uh, uh, versus dozens and dozens of tiny action figures who are ganging up on you. Ooh, that's a 17 for me. Well, that's a 19 for me. What oh. the fuck? <laughs> then they all come up to you, a bunch of tiny Birdman uh, Jeff angels, and they start like grabbing at your feet, and your ankles and just trying to pick you up. Trying to pick you up. But they can't. They're still dolls. Yeah, they yeah, don't succeed. They, they, they actually don't have muscle mass as dolls. Uh, and in fact, in, in, in... Unless in animating them, has it put, like, blood and muscle and sinew in them? Now let's explore and, that. And souls? <laughs> Are there souls in free will? And choice? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I'm going to say... I don't want to fight these guys. Oh, you better. It's the Candle Knight special, so I'm going to say no (laughs) on that one. Uh, But uh, because of their failed role, you uh, immediately stomp the ones who are just under your feet, taking out a few more Turbo Jeff dolls in the process. Next up is... Oh, God. Gerald Loggins. I don't know why I included him in on this. (laughs) Gerald, Gerald Loggins gets in a... He gets in a fierce battle with one Turbo Jeff doll. And he he's he's loses it. <laughs> this Turbo Jeff doll has him pinned to the ground. Merle, you're up. Save save Gerald. No, I won't. I actually will. You are not allowed to spend both of your turns in a row saving Gerald Loggins. I hadn't intended on it. Okay. Let me open his magic glowing book. Magic glo- that changes color. You got like two more live shows where the audience is going to be impressed by that. Especially since I broke it. You fucking broke it. I broke it. Oh, wait. Merle Katz, Guardian of Faith. That old chestnut. (laughs) To protect us from the swarm of... I like that. I like that. Remind me, do you have the card out in front of you? I certainly do, Griffin. Read me that, please. A large spectral guardian. Yes. 
appears and hovers for the duration in an unoccupied space of your choice that you can see within range. The guardian occupies that space and is indistinct Except for a gleaming, well, but we make her distinct. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's uh, Della Reese. It is Della Reese. Okay, Della Reese uh, appears and brings out her mighty flaming sword, uh, and she like sing- she just gets to work. Usually, Della Reese gets in a defensive pose and just waits. She appears like mid swing with her sword and is just cutting these uh, these Turbo Jeff dolls to ribbons uh, because she thinks. Uh, candle night should be about the candles and not the presents. Exactly. It is a purposeful, principled slaughter as she takes out all but uh, just a, uh, a small handful, a couple dozen of the Turbo Jeff dolls. I'm going to add another person to the order. Uh, Taco. Yeah? Make a perception check. <laughs> Sixteen plus six, twenty-two. You feel something moving in your pocket, and it begins <laughs> to climb up your shirt and take you by the throat. It is the tiny toy cherub Joe that you got no! from the fantasy Costco earlier. Not like this. I knew he would come in handy later. I just thought it would be for me. He is still one tiny doll. So, uh, I don't know. He's probably just like a necktie at this point, (laughs) trying to choke you, but to no avail. What do you do with your friend here? Uh, I am going to, uh, I'm going to immolate him. (laughs) Okay. You're gonna, That's a free. I'll give you that as a free reaction. Uh, like it's almost, it's almost like a, a um, that cantrip. Like the presentation is like poof. Yeah, it's, that's all you need. Uh, he is he's melting. His right. wax is melting, and um, he looks up at you. Don't awe him. He looks up at you, and he says, he's an um, "Evil doll. He's, He was a bad toy to start with. Uh, you drop him because he's on fire, and uh, he lands on his feet, and his torso and head is melting. He looks up at you, and he says. Daddy. <laughs> I was just trying to hug. <laughs> Next up is Jeff Angel. Uh, everybody make a dexterity saving throw. 20. Nat 20. Good roll. <laughs> Nat 11. <laughs> That's a 21 from your boy. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I had six. What? Okay. Right? Uh, 17. Dexterity saving throw. The three of you see Jeff Angel stop and consider his actions. Then he takes a step over towards Gerald Loggins and grabs him by the ankles and begins spinning him around in a beautiful whirlwind attack. Taco and Magnus, you just kind of like, you step back. He's still a small man. You understand uh, the physics of how to get out of the way of him. Uh, Merle, you do not. You are clocked by a spinning Gerald Loggins. Take 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Well, my damage. roll was higher than theirs. No, it was not. No, it wasn't. It's Is not. 17 higher than 20 or 21? You taught us math. <laughs> Too well, my friend. Uh, Too well. Next. Wait, wait, wait. How much? Take off how much? Uh, 11 one? points of... 11, one? 11 points of bludgeoning damage. Uh, next up, uh, he has a second attack. Magnus, let's have a strength contest. All right, fuck off. I got a 23. Oh, boy. Um, that is better than mine, but I'm going to use Indomitable. Okay. Just Roll take again. It. Just take it for once. Okay, that's a 20. Um, that is better than mine, but I'm going to use Indomitable. Okay. 
Just roll take again. It. Just take it for once. Okay, that's a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. He he runs in, and the two of you grapple. Okay, um, um, that is better than mine. But I'm gonna use indomitable. Okay. Just roll take again. It. Just take it for once. Okay, that's a twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. He. He runs in, and the two of you grapple. Okay, so I'll, I'll give it some flavor. He starts to go down, uh, and then Magnus flexes and pushes back Yeah, I like over. that. You two are grappling each other, and you can tell he's trying to just take you to Suplex City, but you take him to Suplex City. Uh, he crashes to the ground behind you uh, and takes 18 points of bludgeoning damage from the reverse Suplex. And when that happens, something weird also happens. You see uh, a little split form in the side of his arm, and from that you actually see some stuffing coming out of him. Next in the order is Taco. Uh... Not, oh, sorry, holy shit, he's a bird. Like, cotton stuffing. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody, somebody sitting right in front of me was like, mmm, stuffing, and I was like, oh, shit, there's, that could mean, could mean a lot of Maybe things. It is pretty close to Thanksgiving. It's also close to Thanksgiving, yes. Uh, Taco. Uh, what's, the, what's the situation? How many haters do we have left? Uh, there's not that many dolls left. You got a uh, slightly injured Jeff Angel on the floor with some stuffing coming out of him and uh, yet unharmed Cherub Joe still up in the suspended room on the catwalk. Okay. Uh, also, I'm- I'll give you this. On the catwalk, you hear uh, other sounds of activity that you can't quite see from your vantage point. That's all I'll give you. Okay, you know if you're going to set that room on fire or something, I'm not going to make you not do it. I'm just going to paint this, paint the scene for you. Uh, I, you know what? I'm just going to blast that room with sunbeam because I'm tired of it. Okay. What's that do now? Uh, that's a beam of brilliant light flashes out from my hand in a five-foot-wide, 60-foot-long line. It's a long fucking beam, dog. It's a big beam, baby. I love that what just happened is Justin was like, what's up with that room? And girlfriend was like, just so you know, there might be other people in there. And Justin was like, fuck it. I'm gonna cut it with my lightsaber. I'm gonna nuke it with the sun. It's not gonna be like okay. A do I charity. roll? Or, do you roll or I roll? You don't know. Can, uh, Constitution saving throw for everybody in there. Oh boy. All the orphans uh, and everything. Fourteen is not gonna do it. Nope. The other thing in the room instantly fails. Uh, okay. Oh no. No, you're fine. Okay. Uh, creature takes six d8 radiant damage. <laughs> Can you roll from it? Do you have that little Dumaflachi you sure. can roll with? I don't want to roll a D8 six times. That sounds incredibly boring. <laughs> These people paid a lot of money to be here. This beautiful venue that Willie Nelson made. I got a 34. Okay. With a 34, uh, you hit, you hit Wait, chair. What? 34. Oh, 34 damage. <laughs> Sorry, I spaced out for a little bit. <laughs> I thought that was your roll. Uh, 34 uh, points of fiery damage. Um, with that, you, you blast Cherub Joe directly, uh, and he falls to the floor. The beam is so wide and so big. He's also blinded. He's fine. <laughs> uh, the, other figure in the, the other thing in the room is not. With your very powerful beam, 60 feet, it cuts through the fucking ceiling of this factory. Uh, it also cuts the catwalk in half. Uh, it swings down... Uh, falling and uh, dropping the room that it was holding, which crashes into the ruined machinery below. Uh, And tumbling out of this big crumpled mess, you see a fairly large safe uh, that tumbles to your feet. Uh, Cherub Joe is fucked up. Jeff Angel's not great. 
Not that many dolls left. Next in the order is Magnus Burnsides. Okay. Yes. Magnus is having a, a choice here. Yeah. A choose your own adventure. On the one hand, he looks at his thieves tools and he looks at the safe. Yeah. On the other hand, he looks at his flaming raging poisoning sword of doom and he looks at Jeff Angel. Yeah. This is like the guy looking at a not his girlfriend meme where <laughs> this, <laughs> I get you. The flaming raging poisoning sword of doom is walking by you on the street and looks very attractive to you. Um, I'm going to go for the safe. Oh, I'm wow. Crack okay. It. I stand corrected. Um, uh, roll, what is it? You, you roll your deck, you're proficient with your thieves' tools. Yes. So you get a proficiency bonus, roll a d20. Wow, have you ever picked a fucking lock before? No, uh, it's 19. Yeah. Wait, is this the moment you're going to do that? No, just yeah. when you want to do okay. it. Listen, a save is worth it. I've matured a lot over the years. You've matured? You're just going to pick a safe in the middle of a fight like a mature yes. adult. <laughs> Everybody stop. Tick, 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 tick. Click, 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 click. Yeah, sorry, I just had to roll initiative. You pop the safe open, and tumbling out of it, you see, well, first you see uh, a few feathers that pop out, uh, and then rolling out of the safe, you see the somewhat emaciated form of Jeff Angel. That's what I thought. Jeff Angel crawls out of his safe and tries to stand to his feet. You can tell he's been severely weakened by his time in a safe. And then and he, says, my... he says, where are my jean shorts? Is he nude? He's, he is also, he's also nude. Um, is he covered in his own droppings? No. She, this isn't seven. No, it's like a, like a pigeon. Okay, I'm going to then uh, use my uh, action surge. Yes to then throw a chance lance at the fake Jeff Angel. I love it. Uh, uh, 20? Yes. That is a hit on the the fake Jeff Angel. Uh, uh, What? Where is it? Where is it? I have so many dice. Roll one of mine. Oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Three plus uh, four is seven damage with the chance lance. Okay, uh, that's not a ton of damage, as you know, but it, uh, it does a, a decent amount. You stab right through him, and now you can tell this is, this is, this is, I mean, you probably already I knew it was not the real Jeff Angel, yeah. but this one is a, uh, a stuffed sort of animated golem, uh, and he takes seven points of damage. Guys, I'm starting to think that's <laughs> not the real Jeff Angel. Next up is Cherub Joe. Cherub Joe. Oh, Cherub Joe, what do you do? <laughs> My sweet Cherub Joe. It's become a ballad now. Cherub Joe, you're probably going to die before you get another turn, Cherub Joe. <laughs> Everybody make a dexterity saving throw. Including you, Gerald Loggins, and Jeff Angel. Gerald Loggins got a nat 20, fuck yeah! <laughs> Real Jeff Angel got an 18. I got a 10. That's an eight from your boy. You don't have any pluses to your deck saving throw? It's an 11 from your boy. Wowzers. And Merle. Nat one. Nat one. No, it's a five. All right, here's, here's what I'll give you. Uh, Cherub Joe reaches up uh, with his hand and twists it, 
and uh, animates some objects. He animates these vats of molten plastic above that are pouring uh, pieces of, of Jeff Angel into the molds. Uh, and with that, you see bolts start shooting out of these vats, and it tilts over and begins to dump hot plastic on all three of you. And in one heroic tackle, Gerald Loggins dives into the three of you. Pushing you out of the way of the deluge. He gets a little bit on his legs. His beautiful, beautiful his legs. His beautiful, He has perfect. killed instantly. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, his slacks are functional enough. His slacks fend off the molten plastic. And wait, he has wait, plus wait. one slacks. Which part of the slacks were burned? The bottoms? Yes. Okay. I, I ripped Gerald's pants off and tossed them to Jeff. <laughs> you pantsed Gerald Loggins? Gerald Loggins saves our lives? It's for the greater good. It's Gerald Loggins stands he up. He needs his spinach, baby. <laughs> Gerald Loggins stands up, molten plastic pouring down his, his ruined calves <laughs> and says... Wow, I, I never really knew. I guess people are really capable of so much more than they think when they're pushed there. And Taco rips his fucking pants off. And, he, and because he's a wizard, he just throws them at Jeff Angel's dick and they're on him. <coughs> Gerald Loggins accepts this. <laughs> Next up, As he accepts so much in his life. <laughs> Next up is real Jeff Angel. Justin McRae, can you look at the dice? <laughs> it's a 20. He... Those jean shorts. Real Jeff. Actually, I think like khaki shorts. We will go with it. You see, uh, you you see his dilapidated muscles instantly regrow as the shorts are thrown onto his body. And with that, he looks at fake Jeff Angel, says, "Nope, your very existence is kind of like not telling the truth," and lifts him up into the air and suplexes him so hard he fucking explodes. Next up are the dolls. There's like eight of them left. We uh, ignore them. Uh, we go on about our business. I'll tell you what. Merle, let's have a strength contest with disadvantage because it's eight action figures. It's a 12, and that's a 10. Come on, Dad. It's eight action figures. 16. These poor action figures. I had such big plans for them. But it's eight, it's, it's eight action figures. You kill, you destroy them. It's eight action figures. You kick them apart. You kick the eight action figures apart. You've done it. Do you feel big? You feel big now, hotshot? <laughs> I don't feel bad. Uh, next in the order is Merle. It's just Cherub Joe in front of you. He... Looks a bit concerned. Come on, Dad. Kill him. Do it. Kill him, Dad. <laughs> I kill, murder him. Kill this Cast. idiot. Yeah. Kill yeah, this besuited baby. Banishment. <laughs> okay. 
going to banish Trader Joe. Cherub Joe. Cherub Joe. Send to him another to hell. plane of existence. Send him to hell. I'm sending him to our plane of existence. And he falls in through the fucking ceiling. What's up? Uh, okay, yeah, you send him to our plane of existence. No, he doesn't. No, nope, there's a no listen. There's a crowd. I'm seeing it in my mind, because it's happening in our world. Everybody be silent. Shh, close your eyes and imagine. It's 8.15 in the morning. It's uh, Brooklyn, New York. Crowd of uh, passengers are all standing in front of the train line that they're taking to work that morning. Suddenly, a rift in space-time opens up, and everybody standing there is like, oh, shit, not again. A diapered man falls through the roof. Not the first one they'd seen that day. Probably not. Shit's wild. He collapses as he falls through the rift and stands up and says, uh, okay, what, and is hit by a train and dies. (laughs) Everyone goes on about their business. You've solved the factory puzzle. Congratulations. The real Jeff Angel steps forward towards your party. He's massaging a sore neck. Uh, sore because he's been in a safe. You got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surrounding him are the destroyed forms of the, the doll sharing his likeness. He kicks around the room a little bit and finds it. The one Turbo Jeff doll, mint condition that hasn't been completely destroyed. He, he bends down and he picks it up and he says, You know... For unlicensed materials, it's pretty good stuff. <laughs> if Cherub Joe wasn't planning on using these to take over the world or whatever, I might have signed off on it. I heard you're looking for a Turbo Jeff doll. I guess I could uh, let you all take this one off my... Oh, yeah, I guess there's just the one doll. We take it. Well, it's, uh... <laughs> It's up to you guys. Figure we it out amongst it. yourselves. I got three months of wrestling plot to catch up on. Uh, and he sets it on the floor equally between the three of you and Gerald Loggins. We and take it. As no, you know, uh, Timothy. No, you just no, pick no. it up. You pick it up. And Gerald says, yeah, uh, <laughs> guess we come to the, uh, the end of the road. It's been an honor. Uh, but it looks like we're going to have to fight. To- no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Uh, Listen, I, Gerald, I... Go taco. Gerald... We don't even like Angus that much. And the thing about it is, what he, what, he's, a, he's a good egg. And I think if we tell him it's a simple misunderstanding where we did our best and came up empty-handed, he's going to understand. Gerald, it's candle nights. I want you to take the doll. He, uh, he is in stunned silence. He does not know what to say. He says, uh, I'm, I'm speechless. I was, I was planning on fashioning Timothy, his own Turbo Jeff, out of things we've got lying around the house, but this is going to make him so much heavier. That's a really good idea, actually. And yeah, he, uh, you know what? Look around, guys. Pick up some scraps. What's better than a Turbo Jeff? <laughs> for Angus. <laughs> with that, Merle casts mend and fixes one of the turbo jets. <laughs> but it's like bad. 
It looks bad. It's like two sets Let's of legs. <laughs> but you, but we this, break Angus's glasses so he can't tell. You step forward and hand the, 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 the mint condition Turbo Jeff over to Gerald Loggins, and then we flash forward back to the party at the Bureau of Balance headquarters. Uh, the party has thinned out quite a bit, but Angus is still setting, uh, sitting up, alert, looking expectantly for you all to uh, return in anticipation. Yeah, you were all so happy when we gave it to Gerald, huh? He says, uh... Didn't think about the future. He says, uh, Hello, sirs. Sorry to have missed you at most of the party. I, I take it you all had business to attend to Planetside and looks up at you sort of expectantly. Candlelight's business. He says, Yes, uh... Uh... uh how'd it go? <laughs> Went okay. Good. Yeah, Good. it's all right. Did you hear about the fire at the Jeff Angel Toy Factory? Oh, yeah. Don't worry. We got you the last one from the fire. <laughs> and its arm falls off. It's a collector's item. Merle, go ahead. Pass it over. Look, he. if you notice, this is after he's been in a Flame match. So battle damage. Battle damage. There Jeff is, Angel action figure. There is only one, one like this. And as you can see, it's signed by Jeff Angle. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, punkin. Uh, he takes it, and one of the legs drips off and falls on the table, which he looks at contemplatively for it's a while. It's supposed to do that. It's like a transformer. Transforms from a toy into trash. <laughs> he he takes it, and you see the detective arithmetic appear around his head as he <laughs> looks at the doll, and then he looks at the three of you, and he sees the shot, the crossbow wound in Magnus's stomach, and the many many bruises from all of the times he fell down the stairs. <laughs> and uh, he looks at Taco's burned head and hat. And, Look at my spider bite. And Merle's two uh, weeping spider bite wounds on his neck. Then back at the toy, then back at all of your wounds, and he says, It's perfect. Oh. Happy Candle Nights, everyone. What a touching y'all. ending to the story. Thank Thank you all so much for coming. Happy Candle Nights. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be safe. Goodbye. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey, if you like your podcast to be focused and well-researched and your podcast host to be uncharismatic, unhorny strangers who have no interest in horses, then this is not the podcast for you. Yeah, and what's your deal? (laughs) 
I'm Emily. I'm Lisa. Our show's called Baby Geniuses. And its hosts are horny adult idiots. We discover weird Wikipedia pages every episode. We discuss institutional misogyny. We ask each other the dumbest questions, and our listeners won't stop sending us pictures of their butts. We haven't asked them to stop, but they also aren't stopping. Join us on Baby Geniuses every other week on MaximumFun.org. I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. And I'm Judge John Hodgman. If you live on the west coast of North America, we're coming your way. That's right. Judge John Hodgman is taking justice to the west coast on tour. Starting where? Vancouver, British Columbia, January 15th. Then to Seattle, Washington on the 16th. Portland, Oregon on the 17th. San Francisco, California on the 18th. And Los Angeles, California, the City of Angels on January 22nd. Tickets are on sale now. You can find links to all of the shows at MaximumFun.org. And if you're going to be in one of those cities and you have a dispute we can try on stage, send it to us. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO or email Hodgman at MaximumFun.org. I'm ready to judge you on the road. Take that, Jack Kerouac, author of On the Road. <laughs>